Yo, John Fitch here, guys. John Fitch knows nothing. Uh, it's a beautiful Sunday, and we had some extreme and beautiful violence over the weekend. Some good, some good fights, really good fights. Um, there are some good stuff going on in the UFC uh, this weekend. I think there are some big players making moves that you should keep an eye out for. We'll talk about some of that. And then bare knuckles, shining bright. I've been telling you guys for a while, bare knuckles is great. It's a great watch, man. It's really great watch. Um, and you guys will get into that too. I think we'll start off with the bare knuckles. All right. It may get to a point where we're doing bare knuckles as the feature because I think Eddie Alvarez made a good quote. I saw it the other day, last night or today sometime. He made a great quote. He said, bare knuckles is for dogs. And it is, man, because it's different. It just is different. Getting hit with bare knuckles, it's a different type of fight. It's a different type of fight. And at this point in time, they're only, they're only interested in putting together the best fights. And it's not all that political. It's not political yet. I haven't seen anything political about it. I haven't seen anybody complain about it being political everybody's cool with the pay so far i'm not sure what the numbers are and i don't know what kind of numbers uh bfkc is pulling in so i don't know if the percentage is a good percentage or not i don't know we'll see time will tell but the events mwah, chef's kiss they're doing fantastic they're doing fantastic i hope they keep up this 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 uh this pace i hope they keep putting these fights together the way they are and i think the rule set is pretty dang good with the two minute rounds, five two minute rounds. Like you can you can sprint, you can sprint for ten minutes, man. You can really sprint for ten minutes, and uh, these guys do. They do. There's not much feeling out process process at all. Floodland in the chat saying that I've uh, been thinking about what John said for weeks concerning this fight. Getting punched with a bare knuckle is just different. There it is, guys. It's just different not the same it's just not the same oh wow hamza hamza with the numbers he said they paid 82 million dollars wow that's wild did they really pay him two million dollars no way i gotta see where you you put that you get that number where'd you get that number links links or it didn't happen ma'am yeah um but it was a good show. It was a good show. <clears throat> Let's uh, jump into it. Oh, thing. I'm sorry, guys. My thing signed me out. Uh, I'm not the most technologically advanced person on the interwebs. I'm working on it. I'm getting there. Improving. What sucks though is you start getting good at something and then the technology changes and they got something else new you got to learn. Suckers. You see, you take your time a little bit more. So let's get into the bare knuckles. And I like the bare knuckles. I um, I watched the whole card. There were some good fights. Um, the uh, Willoughby Sabled was the first fight of the night. And it was good. Um, was I think Sable, they call him the old man. That was his nickname, the old man. <laughs> He's probably still pretty young compared to me. But um, he got knocked down early and then came, came back and win. And that's such a, uh, it's a, such a cool thing, especially in the bare knuckles, for when these guys get dropped and they come back and win and they fight hard. But he came back. He got dropped early, came back, won the fight. That was a great fight. Uh, <laughs> Wine Miller, I don't know. This maced us. He, he didn't look like he belonged in there, quite honestly. I think it was his first bare knuckles fight, and it just – he didn't look like he belonged there. And, um, yeah, <laughs> Wine Miller did not take it easy on him. He came off, off the line hard and fast, and he made Maestas go stiff, and he was like this, taking shots just standing up out cold before he finally uh, ref stopped in and stopped it. But I don't know. I'm sure there's still going to be plenty of mismatches. Maybe he just got caught. I don't know. But 
when they were showing the warm up and everything else, I was just like, this guy doesn't look like he is here to fight. Um, the next fight, this kind of surprised me because I've been watching it for a while and I've seen Jackson fight a bunch. Jackson is good. I was expecting Jackson to come out and perform like he usually performs. And uh, it wasn't that he performed poorly in this fight. He just fought this Edwards kid. Never heard of him, never seen him ever before. First bare knuckle fight or first bare BFKC fight at least. I don't know if he's fought bare knuckle other places. Dude was a dog, man. He he sat down on his punches really well. This was a well-executed fight between the two of them, but Edwards just was had too much power. He was just too slick and too much power in there. And, uh, man, he handled Jackson. We got here. Dickman uh, is saying Jackson is hot and cold. Okay. Well, I guess I haven't seen him fight enough times. I've seen him, I think, fight twice in BKFC. And with with those two fights, he looked pretty slick on those two fights, but he got he did get handled in this one. But it wasn't a thing where I felt like he was underperforming when I watched it. It looked like Edwards was just good. He hit really hard. I don't know. Could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I don't really know much. You know. Yep. Lotto saying Edwards annihilated him with hooks. He hit he hit him hard, man. He didn't I didn't really think he took many hard shots either. Um I did miss I, I don't know who I can't remember. Was it the draw? Was it the draw? I was having much trouble with my streams for that one. Um I did miss a couple of them. I came back for a Kamozi. Yep, Kamozi. And Kamozi, I haven't seen him. I don't know. Was this his first bare knuckle fight? I don't know if this is his first bare knuckle fight. I think it was. Maybe he had one other one. He had one other one. I think they're talking. But Kamozi looked really good. I don't know anything about this spawn uh, kid, though. But Kamozi was impressive. He had good, good bare knuckle stand up, man. He moved well, landed good punches. Oh, man. Burmis in the house. Jason Burmis. Says another solid card that was very fun. McGregor being there did my did turn my stomach when he walked out for the Rawlings fight. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we know that. And uh, my girl was like, "Why are they showing the camera on him? It's like their walkout. It's their moment. Like, why the hell? Why the hell are they showing him? It's like, hey, we got a rapist. We got a serial rapist in the house. Everybody, <laughs> stop the show. Stop the show. Everybody, look at the rapist." <laughs> Real, unreal. Oh, and Burmeson with the fact check saying that uh Kamozi's won two for BKFC. Was that his second one or was that his third? Is he got three? Is he three now in there? I remember Chris Lytle. Shout out to Chris Lytle, best commentator in the biz right now. Um, I think mentioned did mention him fight before. Yes. That's the right. That's the right. Jason Burmis, Alex Jones, Jason Burmis. That's the one. He's not on there anymore. He does his own stuff. Check out his own stuff. Uh, Hamzamir. It was a second fight. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that is funny. He shows up. McGregor shows up, and uh, he'd beaten Mendez and Alvarez before. They did. They did Mendez dirty on that fight, though. They offered him a bunch of money to take that title fight on short notice when he was a real contender. He was a real contender. He could have beat. I think he could have beat Connor if he had a, a full training camp. But they only gave him two weeks. He only had two weeks to get ready for that fight, and then he lost that fight. And they start pushing him out. They start getting rid of him. It's just. They're so dirty, man. Such dirty politics for these people. Um, next fight. This is a big one. Big boys. Absolute big boys, right? Copeland and Rothwell. Both these guys have been uh, fun to watch. Rothwell, mixed results in the UFC. I think maybe the weight was a problem for him. I think the weight might have been a problem for him because – He's at 280. He's fighting bare knuckles at 280. That's an unbelievably 
humongous individual with basketball-sized hands. That's well, maybe we should say bowling ball-sized hands because basketballs it probably wouldn't hurt as bad. He's got bowling by bowling ball-sized hands. He's two hundred eighty pounds. Holy Jesus! Holy Jesus! <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. That's wild, guys. That's a big dude. And Copeland's he's not he's not small. Uh, he moves well. He's fought well in Bellator. I like Copeland, but he was just not gonna defeat that man mountain. He's excuse me. Rothwell's just too big. Moves too well at 280 for these guys to mess with him. They they I mean they got him listed at 265. I don't that ain't right. These weights aren't right on there. <laughs> they got Copeland at 206 and Rothwell 265. Mm, nope, that ain't it. Copeland, Copeland isn't 25 pounds lighter than me. <laughs> Get out of here. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Um, so it'll be interesting. Copeland, I think Copeland will do well in, uh, in bare knuckles if he, if he fights more times. You know, I think he's fully capable. He's super tough. He's super able and capable. I just, that extra, I think, I think uh, Rothwell had maybe 40 pounds on him. That's crazy. That's insanity. I mean, the 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 difference in size that I feel in somebody that's twenty pounds heavier than me. When I grab somebody twenty pounds heavier than me, it's just like, oh. like there was a point where Rockhold, when he was still training AKA, he he started he started walking around like it. He was lying all the time. He's walking around like a two twenty five easily. He's like, oh no, I'm only like two ten. He wasn't. <laughs> he was like at least two twenty, maybe two twenty five, two thirty. And he was just too big. I was just like, I can't even mess with you, man. It's like, I'm going to get hurt. We can drill. We can light spar. But, like, I can't I can't go hard with you. It's too much size. I'm not going to risk it. Not for practice. Um, but, yeah, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of meat. It's a lot of meat to push around and to hit and get hit by. So, Ben Rothwell, maybe the uh, – the guy, they're talking about him fighting Belcher. What do you guys think about that? Alan Belcher is about my size. So Alan Belcher versus Rothwell, it could be a massacre. It could very well be a massacre. It would be very hard for, man, that's such a size difference. Could you imagine like 50 pounds, 50 pounds? <laughs> like, and it's not, because my, my, my old uh, wrestling coach at Purdue University, Tom Erickson, was a heavyweight. Right, he was a heavyweight coach, and he was three hundred pounds, every bit of three hundred pounds, you know. And he would go; he fought in pride here and there, and didn't have to cut weight or nothing. But he, uh, man, three hundred pounds, like moving around with him, drilling with him, like he could work with you. But like, if he decided to turn it up, get out of here, throw you across the room, like nothing, snap your neck, like nothing. It's terrifying with somebody that big is capable of i don't know man the big cat the big cat the big old tom tom was great tom's great dude i hope tom's doing great right now um bren rothwell ben rothwell great job that was that was entertaining that was just two two big man moving around smashing each other's faces that was great that was great it was such a great fight um moving on the uh, Farah Rowlings. I don't know what you guys thought about this. Uh, I, the stoppage. I don't know. I didn't really get the stoppage. She, yeah, she had a cut on her above her eye. I didn't think it was that bad. I've seen way worse. You know, for the doctor not to allow it anymore. I'm not. I'm not sure about that. What do you guys think? Was that a good stoppage? Yeah, Jason. Rawlings was a rough stoppage. The cut was no worse the round before. That's what I that's what I thought. It didn't get any worse. She was bleeding. Yeah, she was re bleeding the round before. Yes, it didn't happen in that round. She was fighting with it. It wasn't stopping her. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. This is Johnny. 
Johnny's asking what I'm sipping on. Uh, just a light, just a light one. We're going down under tonight, guys. Forsters. Australian for beer. They probably don't even drink it there, huh? But yeah, I think that was a rough stoppage. I don't think that was good. I don't I I don't think it was a good stoppage. I don't. You know. We'll talk about this too in the next fights. But they, they, these people know what they're doing. They know what they know what they're doing. They know what they signed up for. It's a fight. It's a fight. It's not just a fight. It's a bare knuckle fight. They know what they're doing. Oh, I got a cut. We got to stop it. You're already cut. The cut's not going away because you stopped the fight. And if it's not really crazy of a cut, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think the doctor necessarily needs to stop it. If the skin's not flopping around like this, you can't see bone. If it's not gushing the dark purple blood from deep from the marrow, then I just don't think it warrants a stoppage necessarily. She wasn't, she wasn't able, she wasn't, yeah, she wasn't blinded. She didn't lose her vision. She wasn't, you know, being punished in that way. She was losing a fight. I think she was getting bullied around in the fight, but uh, she was going to lose. If the corner, if her corner would have stepped, wanted to step in and stop it, because I thought, you know, it's not worth more damage. She's losing the fight. She's not going to probably, we're not seeing her hit. Uh, any sweet spots we're not seeing her um, land anything that's showing us like she might score a knockout she might land something and they decide to stop it because they don't want to risk her future fight career okay that's reasonable but ref man come on these people got to make their money i would like to know though i'm not sure of this i would like to know if anybody knows with the with the bare knuckles are these guys getting uh, show money and win money, or is it a flat purse? I would I would really love if they're getting paid flat purses because it's it's the biggest screw job ever to do the win the 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 win bonus the show and win bonus. It's so stupid. It's so manipulative. The promoters know what they're doing. People will always assume they're going to win, so they're always going to take it because they see the big number, and then they lose and they only get half of that check. Hamzamir. Hamzamir with the info. I'm loving it. He's saying it's a flat purse. You got it, man. Full on golf clap. You got a, you got a John Fitch golf clap with Chef's Kiss. Wonderful. I like what they're doing. That's how it's supposed to be. They're you're paying them to fight. You're paying them to put on a show to fight. Pay them. Pay them. If you want to throw extra bonuses for, for performance bonuses at the end of it, great. But pay them. Pay them for their job. Don't do this half-pay bullshit. It's garbage. It's absolute garbage, man. It's garbage. Uh, <clears throat> Jason Burma's coming in saying that some are flat and some are uh, some are win bonus style with Bell, like Bellator does. I see. I see. I wish I, we need to, I wish that was illegal. It's illegal in every other profession. No one, no one else does that. Be like, Hey man, come fix my sink. I got, I got a leaky faucet. I need you to fix my sink. <laughs> like I'll pay you this much. And if I, I approve of your job, uh, maybe I'll pay you the second. <laughs> it's such garbage. It's garbage. Awesome. Mighty Zane, I appreciate it. I appreciate the love. It says, hi, John. I would love to say, I would have to say you are the funniest guy on Real Zero. Enjoying listening to your advice. Thank you very much. It's asshole advice, but you got to hear the asshole stuff. I may be wrong sometimes, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, and then let's get into the main, the main dealios here, guys. Really great fight with this one. Really great. Mendez and Alvarez. Two two dogs. 100% dogs. You can't deny that. These guys are dogs. They come in to fight. They fight hard. I love it. Um, Mendez looked good. Scored some knockdowns. Alvarez came back. Scored some knockdowns. It was back and forth. It was a beautiful fight. Uh, Alvarez 
gets the win. I'm not angry at it. And then Mendez decided to hang it up. He decided to hang it up. He uh, he didn't want to fight anymore. He's done. I get it. Cool. You got a couple uh, fights in the bare knuckles. Now he can move on to the next thing. Awesome. It's appealing, man. If they shoot me a good number and a good opponent, it'd be worth it. If I can draw some eyeballs into it and have a little fun, it'd be fun. But uh, these guys, man, yeah, they threw hard. <laughs> it, was, it was a good fight. I really enjoyed it. I hope you guys uh, had a chance to watch, man. If you're not watching these fights, I don't know what you're doing. Are you really a fight fan? Or is it too real? Is it too real? Real fights are too real. Right? You want pro wrestling. <laughs> a lot of people want pro wrestling. That's, a, that's what I think has happened to MMA. That's why MMA is kind of on the downside in popularity, not popularity, but overall just goodness is because a lot of times it's just a bunch of IG models. That's it. They're there. They're there to touch spar and get patted on the head by Dana. They're not really dogs. I don't think they would have survived in the old days. I don't, there's a lot of these guys I don't think would, would last an eight man tournament, 32 man tournament. <laughs> I don't think it at all. I just don't. Oh, Burma's controversy. Burma said again, super close fight, but I had Mendez edging him out with that last second knockdown. Oh uh, man, yeah, it was really close. I would, I would honestly, I would have to go. I kind, I was kind of so excited about the fight in itself. I need, I need to go back and like watch it again to like really pick at it. But I don't, I don't think I care that much, you know, because um, I don't know if these guys are fighting for titles or they're just fighting because. They want to fight. <laughs> They're dogs that need to fight. What else you got to do? Yep, yep, yep. And then let's do it. Let's go to the main event. The main event. The main event. Mike Perry, Luke Rockhold. This was spectacular the build-up for this fight i really enjoyed because both of these guys they're not the this quickest guys on the mic right and some of us we stutter we get stuck whatever and these guys sometimes they're not the greatest on the mic but when you put them together and when they're saying stuff it's, it's just still entertaining it's still good and they both fight hard. Luke came in and fought his ass off. Perry fought his ass off. Um, I will say Luke didn't throw his, his uh, straight left enough. He needed more feints in that straight left because he landed that straight left a few times. It was good. He, he falls into this thing where he, he keeps trying to fade back. He comes forward, fades back, and he throws that check hook. And if you watch that fight, I counted like five or six check hook attempts. It was too. It was too uh, too obvious, you know. And then Perry was avoiding that. He was avoiding that check hook on the way in, and then he would land afterwards. Luke needed to change it up. He was landing that straight left. He he needed a stick on that straight left. I think it could have maybe changed the fight around a little bit. Luke doesn't really jab with his right hand because he's a southpaw. He doesn't really check with it or uh, jab with it, right? He throws that check hook. He fades as you come in, and he doesn't utilize his length and that straight left enough. I think that should be one of his lead punches. He should use that straight left almost as a jab, throwing it hard all the time, double double lefts on that, pop, pop, reset the feet. Like, I don't know. I think it was there. But he didn't pull it off. Perry was able to uh, land some good shots, cut up Luke pretty good. And then the ending sequence – Luke got hit with a nice right hand in the in the face, right, right in the face. And you see what the uh, what the bare knuckles does to the skin. What it does, it ain't it ain't pretty, boy. He chipped his tooth, so now he's looking a little bit like Lloyd Christmas, and um, he's got a big old cut on his lip. I'm actually I'm gonna go right here. I'm gonna see if I can find 
picture because he did a Instagram post and he showed uh, what his face was looking like. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take this one down, and I'm gonna show you the news ones with the Rockhold. And here we go. You see his face here. There's the cut, and there's the Lloyd uh, Christmas tooth right there. I think we should. Um, I think we should. What do you put? We, 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 a survey? Everybody writes their name down, whatever. Everybody should petition. Petition. Everybody should petition. We should petition a remake of the movie Dumb and Dumber with Luke Rockhold and Mike Perry. I think that would be fantastic. I want I want to see these two guys in a rom-com or something together. A buddy cop movie? That would be great. They would be they would be that would be entertaining. Luke Rockhold and uh Mike Barry in a in a in a buddy cop. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> and that was uh it was bare knuckles. It was bare knuckles. I hope you guys enjoyed the bare knuckles. I enjoyed the bare knuckles. Uh it's always a great, it's always a great um event. It really is. I I, I have not walked away from a bare knuckle fight. And been like, man, it, it was okay, car. There's some fights that aren't the best, but I'd say like 75% of the fights are pretty awesome. I think. Yep. Um, no, you had a mouth guard. They have mouth guards. Just combat sports. It's a rule. You're not you're not gonna get to the commission. They check for cups and mouth guards. So he had a mouth. He had a mouth guard. It's just bare knuckles, man. You know, like that little knuckle is getting through, right? Those two guys are going to get through. When you have a glove on, it's a way bigger surface area. You go from like a half inch diameter of that knuckle, half inch to an inch diameter, right? To like three inches with the glove, five inches with the boxing glove. Completely different. He might have even cut, he might have cut the, uh, Mouth guard, who knows? Uh, I don't think he called out. I don't think Perry called out Connor. He was just stroking his sack. I think I don't know. Yes, James, I agree with this. UFC is taking a backseat to BKFC this week for sure. Yeah. I will say there are some great fights. Great fights in this UFC card, though, guys. That's what we're going to talk about now. Now? Now. Where's that accent coming from? That's what we're going to talk about now. <laughs> um, this was good. Good fights. Where did I? I watched some of the early ones. Okay. I'm reading the thing here. Sorry, guys. First up, we had, uh, what did I see? Martin Boudet and Jay Collier. A couple heavyweights. They looked pretty good. They moved pretty well. Uh, Boudet looked like he had some big power. Big power. And um, he looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. We'll have to see what he does, where he goes from here. But I, I like new blood. I think the heavyweights need new blood. I'm going to check some background on him. Where, yeah, this was his first UFC fight. He's 6'5", bro. 6'5". 31 years old. That's a big, it's a big dude. It's a big boy, man. Um, Collier. Collier's been a little bit. Oh yeah, he's been fighting here for a little bit. Has he really been fighting in the UFC since 2014? Holy moly. Wow. Collier has been fighting in the UFC for nine years. Wow. That's crazy. 13 and 8. Been around for a while. Experienced. Tough guy. 
So that wasn't like an easy, it wasn't an easy debut for him, for Boudet at all. Uh, what else? What else notable fights do we have here that I want to talk about? Um, I think the one I really wanted to talk about was Marcos Rogerio de Lima versus Waldo Cortez Acosta. Two big old boys. These are two big boys with big power. They know how to fight. And, man, this is some good blood to be thrown into the, into the UFC heavyweight division. They need it. Um, I was not expecting for Marcos to handle Waldo so easily. And Marcos, I'm telling you guys, may be a, a big problem for a lot of guys. He's been fighting in the UFC for how long? He's been fighting since 2014? No way. Two, two wins in 2014. Lost uh, Krylov at light heavyweight. This guy put on some big weight, though, man, recently. He started off two, two, uh, 205, light heavyweight, light heavyweight, 2016. So light heavyweight still. 2017, uh, still light heavyweight, light heavyweight, 2018, heavyweight. So heavyweight, he goes 2018. Wins there. Lost to Stefan Struve. Lost to Romanov. He's got a win against the soil. Um, he beat Rothwell. Be Maurice Green. So he's been doing pretty well recently. He beat Arvlosky. That was the last big fight. He did lose to Blagoy. Blagoy's a big, big, strong dude. But I'll say that uh, Delima looked really good in that fight. Uh, he was chopping Cortez's legs. He did some damage, wore him down with the leg chops, and then put him away. Delima can wrestle. He can stand. He's solid all the way through. 21-9-1. He's had kind of up and down with some of them wins and losses. So I don't know if we should put, place big money bets on him at all. But I, I, I was kind of an impressive fight with him because Acosta, Cortez Acosta, had some pretty good fights. He's only had what? He's had more. He's had more than fights in this. Why is it uh, not showing his all fights? It's weird. Okay, so we... Uh, Lost to Delima, he beat Sherman, he beat Vendera. And that was what? So that was, that's weird that they don't have his years of his fights. But yeah, man, so he's had two two wins. I thought I thought Waldo was gonna be a big shaker for the weight class. But uh, I guess Delima put kind of a stop to that. We'll see if if Waldo can bounce back continue to be a terror or not because he's got big power he's a pretty big guy he moves really well it's his first loss we'll see how he bounces back uh padilla pizza rosa tko round one that was uh yeah that was nice and then here we go um this is another, I think, prospect. I guess he's been fighting for him for a little years, for a while, 2019. But Rodolfo Vieira, he is a stud on the ground. He's got a win in 2019, 2020. He lost to Anthony Hernandez by submission, which is wild. I wonder if he got tired on that one. He strikes me as somebody who might get gassed sometimes. Lost to Chris Curtis. His stand-up needs work. His stand-up needs work. His entry uh, into the shots, into the takedown, needs a lot of work. But he's a stud. He's tough. His transitions are really good. Oh, no, my camera.
I'm sorry, guys. My uh, camera is acting up. That's no bueno. That's terrible. Amzamir, the super chat. Thanks very much. I love the uh, contributions. It helps a lot. Thank you very much. Sorry about the camera. Hopefully it doesn't do that again. The battery sometimes runs down and the cord I have plugged into it. Is it enough? Juice? It's terrible. It's terrible. But yeah, I can see um, Viera possibly gets tired sometimes and uh, that's not good. Oh, man. Give me one second, guys. Alrighty, I'm gonna hope that that gonna work better. Oh, I did not try to put it in a bigger plug, better plug, but nope. Oh, man. Jesus, this is awful. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, guys, that's terrible. You're watching the uh, blank screen. <laughs> this is awful. Stupid camera. I don't know what is going on with this crap. <sighs> All right, well... Rodolfo Vieira, when he gets on top, he's he's solid. Um, he's good takedowns, good transitions. He's um, difficult to deal with. But I can see where he has a lot of issues getting in to the takedown. Like he has a hard time, uh, he has a hard time getting into positions to take the people down. He can't close the distance very well. Maybe I can share this. And when uh, you can't close the distance very well. You open yourself up to getting knocked out. <laughs> you open yourself up to getting tired because you take bad shots, you get extended, and you got to chase the guy down, and your arms are getting um, – you seem struggling. You can see that he has to – he would struggle in those positions. But he is very solid when it comes to the ground. Boralho and Olex Jixjuk. Mikhail. Olek Shusjuk. I'm sorry. I'm butchering that. These, these Polish guys' names I have a hard time with sometimes. Um, let me see if this is going. All right, I hope that that uh, charged it enough to work for a little bit. I don't know why it's doing this. It does it sometimes. It acts up. All righty. But, um, yeah, ma'am. You don't need – I don't even need this either. Let's just do this. Uh uh Bahalo, he's he's tough. He's got pretty good stand-up. He's got uh decent takedowns. Uh his jujitsu, super slick, cardio's not bad. He looks like he's gonna be a problem at the weight class. He looks like he could be a, a big problem. Um what's he got? He's got a win over Muradov, win over Pot uh a win over Omar Gadziev. So he's got, yeah, he's 4-0 UFC right now. It's been looking good. Uh, that was his first submission, right? He had three decisions and a submission. And he was going off a little bit after the fight about, you know, you saying, talking trash, saying I can't finish fights, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right? he's, he was fired up. 
listen too much to the haters. Don't worry about it, man. Just win your fights, make your money. Um, but yeah, sick on the ground, pretty slick on the ground. I, I don't know though. He's an 85 pounder. He looks a little bit undersized for 185. Like you stand him next to Pereira and, and Adesanya, he looks small. But I, don't, I haven't seen him stand side by side. Maybe it's just, you know, a figment of my imagination, him in the cage, him against smaller guys or whatever. Um, his opponent in that fight, the Macau, he didn't look like he was big enough to be 85 pounder either. But of course, it's hard to tell through the TV screen. Maybe I'm just making it up in my head, you know. And we get into this main fight, this main card. Song Yadong and Ricky Simone. This was a pretty good fight, but not great. And I think it wasn't great because Simone was not closing the distance. He wasn't forcing the clinch enough. He wasn't forcing the shot and the wrestling enough. He was playing that game, that touch butt game, in and out, touch you, do this, do that, point scoring type stuff. And you can't mess around with someone like Song Yadong. Dude's got power. Song Yadong will ring your dong. Bong. And you can't allow him to last late in the rounds with energy and explosive energy. You've got to make him wrestle. You got to make him fight for position. You got to make him grapple. You got to tie him up. If you're not doing that, you're not, you're not going to wear him out. And that power is not going to go anywhere. It's not going to dissipate. And late in the fight, he's still going to hit hard. And you really don't want that. You don't want to allow that guy to have all the power that he wants and needs. This is frustrating. Man, I have to keep turning this on and off. Sorry, guys. This is annoying. Um, we got fights here. Josh Thompson fight in pride. Yes, he did. He had like one fight back in the day. I remember he like, he'd like dyed a gee pink because they didn't make pink geese back then. <laughs> and, uh, he died a pinky and they wore that pinky out there and he smashed the guy. Did really well. That's the one Pride 27. He did good. That's when they're toying around with bringing in smaller guys. So Song Yudong wins the fight. Ricky Simone, he's a tough fighter. He did not force his wrestling enough, in my opinion, and that cost him dearly. You gotta, you gotta close the distance. You gotta stay in tight. You can't play that game of in and out with with someone with that power. <sighs> All right, well, we got through those fights. Man. Yeah, you're not wrong, Hamzamir. Josh fought everywhere. Um, but back in the day, you kind of you kind of did because there weren't these like never-ending exclusive contracts. They didn't last forever. You you mostly got a one-fight deal. Or you got like three fights was like the most you ever signed for. Three fights. That's a year and or less because you're more active back then. There was more opportunity to fight more often, in my opinion. Now everything's streamlined into a handful of organizations. It's harder to jump around. And that's one of the problems. That's one of the things that monopolization has caused. It's created this inability to, to work freely. No bueno. So what we got? What's up? What's up next? UFC 288. When is that? May 6th? Are we getting up on May already? Man, that's right. Tomorrow's the first. I got to pay mortgage. Boo. That's all right, though. I found some money today. Bazinga. Stinking camera. <sighs> so disappointing. <laughs> But next weekend, 288, man. Aljamain Sterling, Henry Cejudo in the main card. Okie dokie. What do you guys think of that? 
So we've got Henry Cejudo, Aljamain Sterling. And the first card, I'm getting pissed. <laughs> I'm getting the pissed, the guys. But we have Aljamain Sterling and Henry Cejudo. And it'll be interesting to see Cejudo moving up from 25 to 35. You know, but I will also say, and I've said it before, that the fun size fights don't really move me. They just don't move me as much, you know. I'm watching guys fight the, the size of my dog. It's a little bit entertaining, but it's not like... I don't know, like when I, when we were fighting back in the day, the fights were 170 on up. It was big guys usually, big men who fought. And then as the sport grew, more little guys got introduced to fill up the cards and then the women. And in that time, I tend to continue to want to watch the fights that I've always watched, which is the bigger guys, which is the 170-pounders and up. I'm not as interested in the lighter weights. There are great fights. Don't get me wrong. The great fights that happen, I still watch them. I'm still going to watch them. But if you could give me a whole card that's just welterweights on up, I'd probably dig that card way more. I'd probably be more excited about it. Just saying. Not to be a jerk, but as a as a um, as a, a customer, right? Don't I have a right to spend my money where I want? And I like uh i like the big big people fighting you know yeah you can't count Cejudo out you can't three-year layoff Burmes is saying you can't count Cejudo out even with three-year layoff he has continually proved everyone wrong and improved from a guy who could barely make weight and eked out fights to one of the greatest yeah it's good but he still weighs as much as my dog when he's wet. <laughs> so it's like, it's cool, but at the same time, it's still like, ah, yeah, okay. Okay. It's just not, it's just not as appealing to me. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, if I asked you guys to come shooting guns with me and I pull out this little like, 22 that goes poo -poo 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 -poo, this little plinker yeah it's kind of fun you know you'll you'll still shoot it you'll still shoot that little 22 you'll still get some rounds out you'll still you'll still have a good time you know you'll still have to be with your buddies joking around drink some beers but it's it's not the same it's definitely not the same as if you had a 50 cal you're telling me that you're going to have more fun shooting the 22 than the 50 cal? If I'm inviting people over, hey, guys, come on over. Friday night, we're going to shoot the 22. And then Saturday, we're going to shoot out the 50 cal. Which day are you showing up? You're going to show up and shoot the 50 cal, or are you going to show up to shoot the 22? Yeah, the 22 bullets are cheaper. They are. You're less likely to hurt your shoulder or your wrist with that caliber. But I don't know, man. The big boom, boom. It's kind of it's kind of nice. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I don't know. I'm Zamir says, I don't give a F about UFC anymore. I just want to see Pavlovich knock out the coke, knock out the coke of John Jones' nose. <laughs> That's good. Uh, it sucks the camera's killing right now. That's what I'm upset about. It's because I can't use any of this that the camera's cutting off for my shorts clips, which is really frustrating. <laughs> uh, Yoel, Yoel Romero. That's right. Yoel's fighting for the light heavyweight title. That's going to be awesome. Love watching Yoel. I'd like to see Yoel in some bare knuckles. I'd be watching that. I'll tell you. I tell you what, I tell you what, I watched that. It's terrible, guys. This is absolutely terrible. 
Uh, on top of that, not caring. The U- I mean, UFC, it's gone so much pro wrestling, and I think that's one of the reasons why Bare Knuckles is so popular. I really do. I think it's so um, raw that that's why people like it. Um, I want this fucking camera to work, damn it, just for five minutes. Give me five minutes, camera. Come on. I feel like UFC's gotten so pro wrestling centered. It's drawn so many pro wrestling fans to it that it's lost its realness. It's lost its edge. And that's why a lot of the fighters, not fighters, a lot of the fans, the people who I knew 15 years ago, back in 2005 to 2010, those people who were diehard UFC fans, diehard MMA fans who watch that stuff, people who watched in 2000 even, 95 even they watched those fights religiously and then after around 2010 they stopped because they got too cartoonish it got too pro wrestling they didn't they weren't interested in it it wasn't real anymore as real as it gets got as pro wrestling as it gets it's all about entertainment not the fights if you make it about the fights rather than the entertainment the fights become entertaining that's that's what's happening with bare knuckles i think that's why they're taking off that's why they're doing so well interesting it's interesting thoughts on the pfl bellator merger rumor it's interesting i will say that if these i've said it before if these promoters were smart and they really wanted to compete with the ufc if they really wanted to compete with the ufc they would all band together and create their own real league an actual league of promotions and they could have an independent title. They could have a company that's an independent company, hold the title and control the title. And they could have once or twice a year co-promoted events where guys fight for those titles. I think that would be genius. I think people would love that. And you're not going to get anything like that from the UFC. If you really want to compete with UFC, you're going to have to do something like that. The other option is to support the Ali Act. (laughs) You know, they're not going to do that because they don't want to open up their books. They don't want any of that stuff going on. So, well, next best thing, create your own league with the other promoters. Right. And then get an independent title holder, get an independent company to hold the title. They control rank. You can get the press involved with the rankings. You get the fans involved in the rankings a little bit. Why not? You could have like you could have like fighters, fans, and then and then the uh, the press. They can all they can all throw in their two cents for the rankings or something. I don't know. Make it interesting. Do I think Khabib could take down Jordan Burroughs? Maybe once, you know, it's a a way different weight class now. (laughs) Skabib's walking around like at 215. (sighs) Spidey. Spidey says, power bitch slap being connected to UFC made me sick. Made me stop following them on YouTube. Now I don't even know about what events they are running, and I don't really care. BF, BKFC is raw, fun, and real. Couldn't have said it better myself. It's nice. Jason Burma says, one gets its American promotion this weekend. Does it make a difference? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so because I haven't heard anything of it. I haven't heard it about it at all. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Oh, this is terrible. The only reason I ever know that there's any one fights going on is 
because I have Prime and I watch Prime and me and the kids watch shows and movies and stuff and we see advertisement there. If I didn't see that on Prime, I wouldn't see it anywhere else. And I follow their social media. I follow their Twitter. I follow their Instagram. I still don't know when the fights are. What is happening? I don't understand. I don't understand. But none of these guys, in my opinion, seem like they really care about competing with UFC at all. They're just trying to create their own market for themselves. Demetrius Johnson, Marius Three, will knees on the ground be legal? They should be, but yeah, it's in America, so they have to bow down to the American rules. Or, or will the commissions bow down the way they bow down to the UFC when the UFC wants them to change the rules? I don't know. You're not wrong, Hamzamir. When Scott was running Strike Force, they were neck and neck with UFC. Yeah, because they had good TV deals because Scott had good connections and good people to get them in the right places. And he put good fights together, good cards together. He did a good job. There was. There was competition. There was competition to go to different places. That's why the business model didn't matter, didn't matter as much because there were still other titles you could fight for. There was still leverage. The fighters had leverage because they could go somewhere else. They could go to Pride. They could go to Strike Force. They could go to WEC. But once UFC bought those titles up, there was nowhere else to go. Nowhere to go to, baby. Nowhere to hide. Do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, it's wild, yeah. Both the fights, Jason Burmis again says, both the fights ended with illegal knees in the States respectively, yeah. Nah, UFC was an independent company, bro. WEC was an independent company that was purchased by UFC. Right? That was a complete takeover. They bought it up, and then they kept it running under the UFC banner for a while because they didn't want to get in trouble from, I think, what, the SEC? The feds. They didn't want the feds to come and crash down on them. The feds were investigating them because it's illegal. It's 100% illegal. You can't buy other companies in your industry just to shut them down. That's that's monopolistic behavior. It's not legal. So they had to pretend to keep it going. I think they even did a couple shows with Strike Force under the after they purchased it to let it run out as Strike Force for a little bit. I might be wrong with that, but I thought that was one of the things. But like the the those feds, they were calling um they were calling guys. They called Cormier to ask him what his opinion was and stuff like that to see. So it was total just a whatever. We have a, it's a banana republic. It's been a banana republic here for a long time, and I think a lot of people are just starting to notice it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Scott's not the owner. I think that's a big one, Hamzamir. Hamzamir is saying, why isn't Scott doing the same with Bellator? Um, for one, the uh, uh, monopoly was established while, while Coker was away. Um, and he's not the owner. He doesn't own Bellator. He's just the president. He just helps run things. So I'm sure there's plenty of decisions that he would like to do that he probably doesn't get to do. On top of that, when all of your talent is trying to go to one place, it's hard to, it's hard to run a business. It's hard to run a show. Because like all they're trying to do is perform well so that they can get a contract with somebody else. So if you're putting a lot of money and time into promoting your fighter and everybody knows who he is and he's awesome and he's popular, he's just going to leave and go to belt and go to UFC because they have the most recognizable belt and he's going to make the most amount of money possible. All right, Jason Burmest with the, the info. Uh, so the one card is going to be the fifth this weekend coming up. Northcutt's coming back as well after he had his face broken. It'll be interesting. I want to learn also what the drug testing policies are going to be like in the U.S. versus over there, if that's going to have a big difference. I think it might. It might. But all right, guys. I'm getting tired of this black screen stuff. This is a major nightmare. I'm very sorry about this. Very unprofessional. And I screwed myself up because now 
my clips channel stuff is going to suck. But whatever. Life goes on. Thanks for watching, guys. I appreciate you. Hope life's good for everybody. Um, make sure you guys are liking. Hit the like button. Share this with your friends. Right? I need you guys to help promote me. I need you guys to help get me out there because no one else is going to help. All right? Thank you very much. I appreciate you all watching, sharing, liking. Make sure you're also uh, subscribed to my Clips channel. JFKN Clips. All right? Do that. Watch the clips. Watch the uh, Watch the other videos. Watch the Learn to Fights. Watch the Fitch Pilds. You're going to learn something, all right? Thank you very much. Spidey sense. Congrats on breaking 10K, by the way, he says. Yep, I did it. You guys did it. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. I'm going to let this camera turn on one last time. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. And I'll check you later. Oh, just missed it. I'll check you later, guys. Thanks very much.